All right. Composed by Donald Byrd, who we hear uh, on trumpet, and interpreted, as they say, by Dexter Gordon on tenor sax. Art Taylor is on drums. Niels Henning uh, Orsted Peterson is on bass. And Kenny Drew is on piano. This is one of the great milestones in early 60s jazz. It was uh, put together originally in Paris in 1964 and recorded there. This is Lead Stories. I'm Beatrice Lead, and thank you for joining me again today. I look forward to the program today. Now, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? It's very simple. We're talking about a couple of things uh, that might have slipped people's attention. I, I don't know how it could slip our attention when it's so glaring. Uh, it's in our face, and it doesn't seem to be uh, moving in the direction of answers. So I want to ask a question right off the, the bat at the top. And you'll see as we ask other questions where we're going. Is the United States too deep into the Russia-Ukraine war? What, therefore, do you think are the objectives here? Why is Joe Biden, the president, not discussing the U.S.'s financial commitment? Why is Congress not asking? Shouldn't the nation know just what is the state of affairs? We're just kind of going from day to day, and we are told about this development and that development. But we... We don't seem to have a positive direction. We don't seem to have knowledge of what we, we are doing. What is the plan? Is there a plan? The whole nation is just going from day to day. Nobody being in a position to say, well, I know this is what is going on. And uh, the president addressed this question yesterday. No, there's no discussing of anything. We just, believe it or not, in this day and age, with so much hanging in the balance, we are going from day to day. Whatever happens, well, we'll cope with it when it does. And that is the scientific approach that the United States is taking and is plunging everybody into this malaise. And yet, it's a very serious situation that could erupt into unimaginable violence at any moment. We, you know, we're just going with the flow. Is that how this country is to be run? Go with the flow? Are people supposed to just trust that those in power know what they're doing? It doesn't, from all appearances, that uh, we can't trust that they know what they're doing. They apparently don't know what they're doing from moment to moment. Is this how we are supposed to operate as a nation? I don't think so. What are the objectives? What are we supposed to be thinking as a nation? What are we supposed to be preparing for? This idea that just hurry up and wait, and you'll find out soon enough, maybe. It's outrageous. 
unless, you know, we are accustomed to running our households this way or our businesses this way, that whatever happens, happens. And, you know, the old, uh, the old song, Que Sera Sera, we'll see what happens. No, that's not supposed to be the way we run a country or your household or school or a job. You're supposed to be able to, to, to a large degree, to anticipate what is going to happen because it's called planning. What are we planning? What is, what is being planned? We have no idea. We'll find out when the bombs start to fall. Maybe that's the plan. Hurry up and wait. And you'll see what happens. I think it is time, more past time actually, that this country hold everything for a minute and demand an answer to a very simple question. What the hell is going on? What is this president and his administration? What are they planning for us? We know that in times of war, the other side has a plan. But here we are as a leading nation of the world, and we're just going kitty-kata day to day. Uh, well, we don't know, but we hope it wouldn't be war today, or we don't know if it's going to be next week, or we don't know if there's going to be war at all. They have nothing to tell this nation, not at this time. When, when will we learn? This is intolerable, and people ought to be out in the street. We demand answers. We demand information. We're not people, you know, that just sit in the corner and wait, and we'll see. If that's the case, then we called it right. We called it right the first time. This president and his administration don't know what the heck they're doing. And believe it is their right to just hold everything, you know, hold everyone in suspense. Meanwhile, you're talking about if there's going to be a war, it will be a big one. Some people will know, some will not. Is that the way they're planning attrition? The people who know will be surviving, the people who don't know, well, you know, goodbye. You're expendable. Is this what citizenship means? You have zero to say? This is crazy. Okay, so that was the first statement, in fact, I wanted to make about this, I've never, and I, I just can't imagine that this is what we are expected to do, to just hurry up and wait. We will be told when the time comes, like we are little children. And we have already indicated we're willing to go along with that. Bombs are flying all over the place. People are dying. There's a war. And the United States is in it. And that's the, that's the other thing. We have no clarity at all about what exactly is the United States' position at this time. Are we also enemy combatants? Have we taken sides? Are we therefore to expect that if there's retribution, hey, we're in it too. We'll get it. 
Is this how the, you run a country? In this day and age, is this how it's 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 done? Just you just sit over sit over there in a the corner and wait. If we have something to tell you, we'll let you know. Until then, just just wait. We have no right to ask questions or to demand answers and information. We just have to shut up and wait until the bombs start falling. Until parents find that their sons and daughters are being drafted and being sent to points far and yon to supposedly defend this country when we weren't even told that the country is involved. We're in a war economy. Please understand that. And we don't even know if we are involved in a war. And this suffices as leadership in this day and age, and people are okay with it. Well, if if there's a need to let us know something, they'll tell us. No, that's not that's not democracy, you see. It's stupidity. It is wrong. It is not the democratic ideal. We're supposed to know certain things. We demand to know. And this president is absolutely opposed to letting people know. Congress does not want to press the point that it, too, should know. Has the United States decided to back this side as opposed to that side? Is the United States already taking sides? What is going on? What is the state of affairs? And we are not supposed to know, even at this point, where it's so clear that things, dangerous things are happening. People are aligning and realigning themselves all over the world. Preparing for the big one. And we just, ah, la, 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 la. We're taking it easy. No need to worry. As the song says, don't worry, be happy. That's our approach to the situation. This, this cannot be tolerated. So that's my first question. What is the state of affairs specifically now? What is the state of affairs with this country? Is the country at war, almost at war? Has the country decided to side with one uh, party or another? Are we in a war economy? There's all of Congress. They're sitting like a bunch of schnooks. And nobody's demanding answers for a president who thinks he's in this by himself. Whatever he determines, well, you know, that's what we'll do. This is not your household. You can run your household like that. This is a nation in which you expect people to offer their sons and daughters to service in the event that we have a war, and it looks more and more likely every single day because we have no consistent or credible leadership and no information, no answers. And I can't understand how it is 
that more than 300 million Americans get up every day these days not knowing what the heck is next, and it's okay. It's okay. They'll figure it out. It's their job. No, it's our job. It's our job to insist that somebody knows what the heck is going on around here. In as much as the nation as a whole is going to be, and already is in some cases, impacted by it. A simple question. Is the United States going to war? Are we preparing for war? We clearly have taken a side in the conflict. Does that make us two enemy combatants? Do people have the right, because this is how war goes, if I'm fighting my enemy, and it looks like you're siding with my enemy, then you're my enemy too. We have this whole thing all messed up. And we talk and talk and talk about democracy, and it, it is so clear we don't have a clue what it is. In a democratic society, we will know what the heck is going on. What is our status as a nation? Are we combatants, enemy combatants as well? <clears throat> Excuse me. And who made us that? When was it decided? One guy could get up one morning and say, well, I don't like this country. I think we should bomb it to smithereens. Who is stopping him? Who is stopping him? We've seen enough evidence that he can't control his mouth. He's making statements like he is at war, or like he wants a war, or like he's preparing for war. And if he is preparing for war, what do you think it means for us? It means we are preparing for war too. And do you recall making that decision? Do you recall taking a vote on that? Is Biden by himself and a meaningless Congress at this point, which is has nothing to say. They're not challenging anything. They're not demanding answers. They're not even posing the question. For example, you get up every day you go to your job, you're not happy with it, but, you know, you have bills to pay. So you go to your job. Well, little do you know that somebody in Washington, D.C., who has inordinate power compared to you and me, is making a decision right now. They're formulating a plan for war. What the hell is this? You have no say. You don't get to voice your opinion. The people who do have some kind of sway themselves are out of whack. We have uh, Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg is saying that uh, in the case of Britain, Britain should uh, 
apologize for slavery? What, what, what world have you been living in? world have you been living in? You apologize for slavery? No, it's long gone, long past that point. Hundreds of years have gone and you wake up with this brilliant idea. That's what it means for me in a sense, to see how disconnected these people are from reality, how uninvolved they are. How distant they are from facts and daily life of millions and millions of people. In her head, it makes perfect sense to pursue an apology who the hell wants an apology for slavery at this time? <laughs> Does that make sense to anybody? And who are you to step forward in a capacity of so-called leadership to demand a solution? The solution is an apology for slavery. You're an idiot. And you're trying to take us with you. We are in a very precarious time. And we ought to step up to the plate. It's either we, we have rights or we don't have rights. We either have a say or we don't have a say. We either have answers or we don't get answers. One way or the other, get it done now because the plans are being made now, even as we speak. But we are so disjointed, we are so scattered, we are so aimless and people are being encouraged to just calm down. Just calm down, everything will be okay. Except there is, there's been this meeting and the meet, in the meeting it's been decided thousands of miles away, okay, we're at war. Who's deciding that? Or even we're not at war. Who's deciding that? We have a, a foggy president with enormous amounts of brain fog who can't figure out by now what he's supposed to do as a leader. And nobody around him apparently can figure that out either. It's not three people who are supposed to know what's happening. The whole nation needs to know. And that's not a favor to us. That's what we are owed. That's what we are entitled to, to know. I'm sick of it. The millions and millions of people every day get up and they get dressed and they go to work and they don't have a clue whether they'll be lasting for the end of the day or whether war has been declared and you don't even know it. This is not a joke. This is how, I'm talking about how is democracy supposed to work? How is this process of governance supposed to work? And 
although we can clearly see they don't care whether we like it or not, they're in charge. So they could decide to let us know, or maybe, maybe not. You'll know when the bombs start falling. Or you'll know when some other dramatic action is taken. We'll give you a little information then. Our position should be take that attitude and shove it. We are, we are part of the, we, we are the country actually. And you will not, we will not permit you to treat us as incidentals as collateral damage, as people who are not entitled to know. We take a little break now. I need a little break to calm down. And we'll come back to your thoughts. I have more questions here. Uh, But we'll take a break and come back Right a minute or two, right after this. You're listening to Lead Stories on PRN.FM. I'm kind of angry today. How hard to tell, huh? And uh, I think we, we have to step up to the plate. We are falling down on the job, and we eventually will be uh, the, the ones paying the price for our silence and for our deliberate effort to not get involved. Let them decide what should happen to us. And we can see, and we know for a fact, they're not capable. They're not even sane, many of them. Ed from Queens, you start us off today. Hey, good afternoon, Latrice. Try, try to calm good down. Good afternoon. <laughs> try to calm down. Try to calm down. I, sometimes I, I wonder why why you get so upset. I mean, I hear where you're coming from, but this is par for the course. Afghanistan, nobody said nothing. That was that that war was. There was no congressional decision to go to war. I thought Congress had to decide, and the Senate had to decide when this country made a declaration of war. Uh, you can go far back as the Korean police action. Nobody said nothing. Afghanistan, nobody said nothing. Uh, Libya, nobody said nothing. So what what makes you think this is going to be any different other than the nuclear question that everybody's pausing? And, and I, to be totally honest with you, I don't think there's going to be global thermonuclear war. We came close during the Cuban Missile Crisis. But if you, I've done a little history about the Cuban Missile Crisis. And Khrushchev and Kennedy realized one thing out of all that, all, all of that uh, fiasco in the eyes of March, that they had lost control, that there was no command and control with nuclear weapons. There was no one nuclear sub, a Russian nuclear sub was getting death charged, and they almost shot the nuclear torpedo. And, uh, you know, there was, no, there was no communication. They had lost control of the apparatus. Now there are tight controls. Like I said, when I was in the service, I was a weapons technician, and there are tight controls on these on these weapons. And the tactical nuclear weapons, I'll say it once, I'll say it again, half of them don't even work. Now it's even worse because the Army has lost the ability to handle these, these uh, tactical nuclear devices, and some of them might even be duds. So what I'm saying, what, all I'm saying is that this, this uh, whole fiasco is a money-making venture for the vulture capitalists that run this country. Biden has never and will never be a leader. He was the default choice of a, of a sorry campaign, and he's, he's been a puppet of empire from the time he started to, till now. And, and, and this is what we're left with. We are left with this because we were apathetic. We fell asleep at the wheel. Democracy it, it, it involves participation. It involves vigilance. 
It involves work. And Americans don't like work. Americans like quick fixes. They like fast answers. They, 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 they like self-indulgent garbage. And this is what you get when you fall asleep at the wheel. You get, you get, these, you get these men without chest. You get these empty suits. And you get these situations where, unfortunately, the common man gets punished. But you get what you pay for. And when you don't pay anything, this is what you get. Is it, am I kind of off base here by being so agitated about the fact that, to my mind, it looks like we are just a hair's difference uh, to war, just a hair. And the country just keeps going, and Biden keeps doing his thing, and Congress keeps doing their thing. And a simple question they can't answer right now. Are we enemy combatants as we speak? I mean, obviously, of course we are enemy combatants. The statements made by our leaders, the postures taken by our government, the fact that we're providing uh, indirect aid to, to, uh, to, to, the, to the Ukrainians for whatever reason. Since 2014, the American government has been fostering this war and trying to go Putin. So, of course, we're, we're enemy combatants. The problem is the American public, and I believe, I, I, I believe based on my research and looking into it, we are the victims of a definite campaign to dumb people down. And we've gotten to the point to where American public is so ossified and stupid that they can't see the forest for the trees. And that's exactly what, 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 what I call the Davos men want. They want you to be docile idiots. They want you to react to everything instead of being proactive. They want you to be, to feel like you can't win. And once that feeling is instilled in the general populace, they can do whatever they want. They're doing it now. They did it with the vaccine. They did it with the mass mandates. They're doing it with this war. Explain to me how Russia is only 20, is less than 10% of our, of our petroleum needs, but gas prices are still rising. Explain that to me. You know, I mean, you can't you, explain to me how this conflict is affecting the economy here. Food prices rise. Gas prices rising. Home heating oil prices rising. Explain that to me. You know, if, you, if, if we are at war, where's the sacrifice that came like during World War II, where you had to go for the war effort? If, we, if we're going to really go with this, but we're not. It's half behind. And, this, and, and, and I'm, what makes me angry is, when are the American people going to wake up and see that the leadership is that the emperor has no clothes? That's what I want to know. Am I being alarmist here in raising the question? Have has it been decided in some room somewhere that we have made a decision to go to war and and who we're siding with? And who we are prepared to financially, and uh, you know, in terms of manpower, support. Isn't it fairly obvious? Come on, it's obvious to a duck. It's been obvious to a duck since 2014. I mean, it's it's, it's clearer and clearer now. I don't think Biden makes so much of uh, mental flips as they are Freudian. He's saying what we what this country's government has been expecting. We are against you, Putin. We are against Russia, and we are for NATO, and we are going to help Ukraine. We're sending them shoulder-launch stingers. We're allocating money for them. We're setting up funds here for their refugees. I mean, come on, you know? And by the same token, this moralist, corrupt government is doing what Putin is doing, allegedly in Ukraine. We've been doing in Yemen, Somalia, Tigray. For the past twenty, for the past fifteen, twenty years, not even to speak about what we did in the Congo. Come on, I mean, you, you want to talk about hypocrite? You want to talk about heretic? You want to talk about sin? This this country needs to go down the crap. Is there something that even now that? could cause a groundswell of protest and people becoming awake. Is that 
or is that too far-fetched? Is that a pie-in-the-sky uh, uh, syndrome? I tell you, my, my emotional side says, yes, something's going to be a loggerhead, and it's going to mobilize that critical 10 to 15% of the population. You need to get some type of action. But my logical and my observational side says, no, this, 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 this republic is dead. And uh, we're just going through the motion. I really mean it. I mean, we're just going through. We're just letting these. We're letting these false, these false men and women, these these men without chest, run it. And, and we're looking at the decline of empire. We're just you know, just learn learn Mandarin and buckle up. Wow. Thank you, Ed, for getting us started today. Marcus from Wisconsin. You're on the air. What do you make of of my observations? Am I off the path here? Um, in fact, you are on the path. Uh, I wish more had been on it uh, over the last 40 years. There is a name, a historical name, for what you first described in the opening of your program today. As usual, you started out by talking about what's wrong with us. Why aren't we responding, which is the issue. And then the conversation gets turned around to, well, what's wrong with our fearless leaders? Uh Uh-uh, that's not the question. The question is not what will happen. The question is what will we do? The name of what we're experiencing is a phenomenon well-known to all ancient historians. It's called decadence. Decadence doesn't just mean the decay of a a civilization. It means a self-indulgent decay. People get to the point where their society is collapsing around them, and they don't care One of the most important um, historians in the last 50 years is an Englishman named G.E.M. de St. Croix, and he wrote a magnificent book, uh, it's huge, called The Class Struggle in the Ancient Greek World. And he's the guy that's actually discovered that the, the collapsing Roman society, the Romans welcomed the invasion of the Arab conquests. The, the lower classes, the slave classes, didn't, they weren't weeping for Rome. They welcomed the invaders. And, and tell me if this sounds like our situation. This, this is a paragraph from the end of the book, toward the end of the book. He said, as I see it, the Roman political system, especially when Greek democracy had been wiped out facilitated a most intense and ultimately destructive economic exploitation of the great mass of the people, whether slave or free, and it made radical reform impossible. The result was that the property class, the men of real wealth who had deliberately created this system for their own benefit, drained the life blood from their world, and thus destroyed Greco-Roman civilization over a large part of the empire. Sound familiar? Mm. To me, that's it exactly. These are old, old historical patterns. There's nothing new about this, and we are responding exactly the way they intended us to respond. Give up. Just go about your normal day. Pretend it's all cool. Worry about you know Will Smith or some nonsense, and and that's it. You know, as as Barack Obama said in a political article that I saved in my files back in 2020, Obama said uh, about Joe Biden. He said, "Never underestimate Joe Biden's ability to f things up." That's a direct quote. This is who the left clamored to have for president. This is the issue. 
we are decadent. It's, and as de St. Croix said, when radical reform is impossible, we're, we're long past that stage. There's no possibility of radical reform. The only step beyond reform is revolution. That's it. There's no reform option possible. You're not going to vote in a nice guy or a nice girl who's going to fix it all. Or, you know, uh, politics is local and that'll fix everything. And I'll tell myself I'm doing something. All complete fantasy. The reality is, is if you want this to change, you'd better ask yourself today what you're willing to do about it. Can you get together with neighbors and actually figure out some strategy among yourselves? Nobody's going to tell you how to do this. You're going to have to research it yourself. There are lots of historical examples, and you're going to have to act on them. Or you're going otherwise get ready to welcome your invaders. Your invaders are the World Economic Forum, the Bank of International Settlements. You're going to get a digital currency. You're going to live in a digital gulag. Uh, we're going to inject your children with unknown substances that you have no control over for the rest of their lives. And enjoy the show. Those are your choices. This is, there is absolutely, Eutrice, there is absolutely nothing new about this development. It was the same in Egypt, it was the same in Greece, it was the same in Rome, on and on and on. This is the pattern of civilization. If you want to alter it, alter it. If you want to gab about it, at least be honest about it and say, look, all I want to do is gab about it. <laughs> but let's stop being children. That, that's, that's all I've been asking from people for the last 50 years. At least be honest about what you're willing to do, because your options are down to this now. That's it. Is it an exaggeration? Am I, have I engaged in exaggeration of the pending danger here? Uh, I I don't think you're, you're it, it's righteous anger and well deserved and I uh, I wish I had seen a lot more of it I wish I had seen it more often because it's precisely the first step but it's only the first step the it, the anger is the, it's like you know it's like the stages of grief or something. Right. The, that, I don't know whether the stages of grief, grief are legitimate, but it's like, you know, first you're sad and then you're disillusioned and then you reach a stage where you're regretful and then you want to. But you end up with, OK, I want to cherish this person's memory somehow. I want to actively do something that will incorporate what they meant to me in my, into my being. It's the same, it's the same politically. It's the same societally. It's the same civilizationally. If, if you don't turn it into action, it's pointless. You, you, all you can do is sit and grieve. That's it. So no, no, I, 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 I wish this had been your topic every day since I first started listening to your program. It should be. And, and I'm we so, I'm so the stage of just talking about it, but to, how do we actually organize around the project of doing something? That's, of, that's of separating that's ourselves from right this there. monstrous system. That's another bit right there. Because at this particular point, when so much has evolved and so many decisions have already been taken and so many consequences have accrued, uh, we may not be we may not be witnessing 
this on a daily basis, but we know it's happening. We know it's happening. And still, you know, we have a Congress, we have a president, we have all the trappings of a well-ordered society, but look at the, the reality of our existence. We have no idea what is going on or what we will be forced to reckon with in, by tomorrow. Uh, I, I disagree to an extent because they do it right in front of your face. I, I mean, uh, when uh, when the uh, uh, the idiot George Bush son was in power uh, during 9/11, they set up openly. It still exists. It's just talked about and accepted. Uh, a Department of Homeland Security. That wasn't a clue. To people, you know, this is a you know not just a giant step toward totalitarianism. This is anti-democratic. It's basically a war on democratic thinking. COINTELPRO under Nixon just assassinate people openly and brag about doing it. That wasn't a clue to people. You know, the the people, even people in the '60s, didn't realize COINTELPRO wasn't just about killing, you know, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. and Fred Hampton. It was about killing an idea, the idea that you can do anything without the state's approval or sanction or them hiring some technocrat to do your thinking for you and act for you. That's what was killed. That's what we are lacking today. That's why we don't act. We bought that 60 years ago. And every generation since has just accepted it from the time they slipped out of the womb. Because that's what they were taught by their noble parents. Look, we've been working at this state of inertia for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. We're not going to, you know, we're always talking about, I, I mentioned once how I've heard all my life how the American people are waking up. They're finally waking up. Well, what if you wake up and you're already in the coffin? Does that help? No, all you can do is, is scratch at the top of the box. That's it. And that's where we are. Because we refuse to be adult enough to accept what is actually demanded of us to change this. That's the issue. It always has been. In, in both of our lifetimes, that's been the issue. And we've expended all our energy to not see it to find some way to soft-pedal it and uh, dress it up and put lipstick on that pig so we don't have to look at it. Well, we'll just vote for this fool, and he'll free us. He'll make things better. She'll make things better. No. We've been kidding ourselves with that all of our lives. It's absurd. Thanks, Marcus, for that. Thank you, Eutrice. Uh Upbraid today. We need it. We needed it. Thank you so much. Brother David from Brooklyn, you're on the air. Uh, I've got to say amen to Marcus's presentation. (laughs) And uh, I believe it would have to get to the R word before there's a change. And I think in, uh, let's say, simple terms, People have to get through their head certain ideas and certain uh, truths that we find it hard to believe. First of all, we have to understand that this uh, state was never intended to be a democracy. And, you know, most people don't understand that that I believe is the case that it is right now. The president 
is more or less an overseer for those who rule and the ruling class and the oligarchy that really is in charge of the country. And as overseer, the president is to keep the people in check and keep them, number one, ignorant. People have to be kept ignorant for those who rule to continue to do the same things they are doing. And most people are effective in a way that they cannot understand what the real deal is. And I think that is the big problem. So when you get to Ukraine and things like that uh, and imperialism, whatever is good for those who rule, uh, that is the policy. And that is not democracy, because if we had democracy, things would be done for the benefit of all the people. All the people. Mm-hmm. But, and that is the problem. And people don't understand that the overseer, and most presidents are overseers, to keep the people in check while the ruling class that are his superiors, uh, their policy goes through. If it was not so, we have all the things that people need uh, for their social and economic benefit and all the problems of destitution that people have in this country would not exist. So the last thing I'm going to say, people have to understand the game that's being played and the the players in the game, uh, number one, uh, is the fact that it is ruled by the ruling class and that other players that are important is the overseer, who is the president, and other members of the crime family are in the legislative body, and they have to go along with the game so they can prosper. So people well, have to understand. Leave it, you, you leave it there for today. You leave it there for today. We're out of time. But believe me, this continues tomorrow. We have to, we have to discuss this, and from particular points of view. Thank you all for contributing today, because you have a way, it seems to me, to break things down and make them accessible, so that we can absorb the the meaning and intent of what it is we are experiencing. And uh, I thank you so much for that. That is quality teaching. We return tomorrow and continue the conversation. Bye-bye.